0: Genesis 9 Then God blessed Noah and his sons and told them, Be fruitful and multiply, fill the earth, all the animals of the earth, all the birds of the sky, all the small animals that scurry along the ground, and all the fish in the sea will look on you with fear and terror. I have placed them in your power. I have given them to you for food, just as I have given you grain and vegetables. But you must never eat any meat that still has the lifeblood in it. And I will require the blood of anyone who takes another person's life. If a wild animal kills a person, it must die. And anyone who murders a fellow human must die. If anyone takes a human life, that person's life will also be taken by human hands. For God made human beings in his own image. Now be fruitful and multiply, and repopulate the earth. Then God told Noah and his sons, I hereby confirm my covenant with you and your descendants, and with all the animals that were on the boat with you, the birds, the livestock, and all the wild animals, every living creature on earth. Yes, I am confirming my covenant with you. Never again will flood waters kill all living creatures. Never again will a flood destroy the earth. Then God said, I am giving you a sign of my covenant with you and with all living creatures for all generations to come. I have placed my rainbow in the clouds. It is the sign of my covenant with you and with all the earth. When I send clouds over the earth, the rainbow will appear in the clouds and I will remember my covenant with you and with all living creatures. Never again will the flood waters destroy all life. When I see the rainbow in the clouds, I will remember the eternal covenant between God and every living creature on earth. Then God said to Noah, Yes, this rainbow is the sign of my covenant I am confirming with all creatures on the earth. The sons of Noah who came out of the boat with their father were Shem, Ham, and Japheth. Ham is the father of Canaan. From these three sons of Noah came all the people who now populate the earth. After the flood, Noah began to cultivate the ground and he planted a vineyard. One day he drank some wine he had made and he became drunk and lay naked inside his tent. Ham, the father of Canaan, saw that his father was naked and went outside and told his brothers. Then Shem and Japheth took a robe, held it over their shoulders and backed into the tent to cover their father. As they did this, they looked the other way so they would not see him naked. When Noah woke up from his stupor, he learned what Ham, his youngest son, had done. Then he cast Canaan, the son of Ham. May Canaan be cast. May he be the lowest of servants to his relatives. Then Noah said, May the Lord, the God of Shem, be blessed. May Canaan be his servant. May God expand the territory of Japheth. May Japheth share the prosperity of Shem, and may Canaan be his servant. Noah lived another 350 years after the great flood. He lived 950 years, and then he died. Genesis 10 This is the account of the families of Shem, Ham, and Japheth, the three sons of Noah. Many children were born to them after the great flood. The descendants of Japheth were Goma, Magog, Madai, Javan, Tubal, Meshek, and Tyrus. The descendants of Goma were Ashkenaz, Raifath, and Togarmah. The descendants of Javan were Elisha, Tarshish, Kitim, and Rodanim. Their descendants became the seafaring peoples that spread out to various lands each identified by its own language, clan, and national identity. The descendants of Ham were Kush, Mizraim, Put, and Canaan. The descendants of Kush were Seba, Havila, Sabta, Rama, and Sabteka. The descendants of Rama were Shiba and Dedan. Kush was also the ancestor of Nimrod, who was the first heroic warrior on earth. Since he was the greatest hunter in the world, his name became proverbial. People would say, this man is like Nimrod, the greatest hunter in the world. He built his kingdom in the land of Babylonia, with the cities of Babylon, Erech, Akkad, and Kalne. From there he expanded his territory to Assyria, building the cities of Nineveh, Rehobothiah, Kala, and Rezen the great city located between Nineveh and Kala. Mizrim was the ancestor of the Ludites, Anamites, Lehabites, Naphtulites, Pathrusites, Kasluhites, Kaphtorites, from whom the Philistines came. Canaan's oldest son was Sidon, the ancestor of the Sidonians. Canaan was also the ancestor of the Hittites, Jebusites, Amorites, Gagashites, Hivites, Akites, Sinites, Arvadites, Zemarites, and Hamathites. The Canaanite clans eventually spread out, and the territory of Canaan extended from Sidon in the north of Gerar, and Gaza in the south, and east as far as Sodom, Gomorrah, Adma, and Zeboim, near Lasha. These were the descendants of Ham, identified by clan, language, territory, and national identity. Sons were also born to Shem, the older brother of Japheth. Shem was the ancestor of all the descendants of Eber. The descendants of Shem were Elam, Asher, Afaxad, Lud, and Aram. The descendants of Aram were Az, Hul, Getha, and Mash. Afaxad was the father of Shelah, and Shela was the father of Iba. Iba had two sons. The first was Peleg, which means division, for during his lifetime, the people of the world were divided into different language groups. His brother's name was Joktan. Joktan was the ancestor of Almodad, Shelef, Hazarmaveth, Jerah, Hadoram, Uzal, Dikla, Obal, Abimael, Sheba, Ophir, Havilah, and Jobab. All these were the descendants of Joktan. The territory they occupied extended from Mesha all the way to Sepha in the eastern mountains. These were the descendants of Shem, identified by clan, language, territory, and national identity. These are the clans that descended from Noah's sons, arranged by nation according to their lines of descent. All the nations of the earth descended from these clans after the Great Flood. Genesis 11 At one time all the people of the world spoke the same language and used the same words. As the people migrated to the east, they found a plain in the land of Babylonia and settled there. They began saying to each other, Let's make bricks and harden them with fire. In this region, bricks were used instead of stone, And tower was used for mortar. Then they said, come, let's build a great city for ourselves with a tower that reaches into the sky. This will make us famous and keep us from being scattered all over the world. But the Lord came down to look at the city and the tower the people were building. Look, he said, the people are united and they all speak the same language. After this, nothing they set out to do will be impossible for them. Come, Let's go down and confuse the people with different languages. Then they won't be able to understand each other. In that way, the Lord scattered them all over the world, and they stopped building the city. That is why the city was called Babel, because that is where the Lord confused the people with different languages. In this way, he scattered them all over the world. This is the account of Shem's family. Two years after the great flood, When Shem was 100 years old, he became the father of Afaxad. After the birth of Afaxad, Shem lived another 500 years and had other sons and daughters. When Afaxad was 35 years old, he became the father of Shelah. After the birth of Shelah, Afaxad lived another 403 years and had other sons and daughters. When Shelah was 30 years old, he became the father of Ebar. After the birth of Ibar, Sheila lived another 403 years and had other sons and daughters. When Ibar was 34 years old, he became the father of Peleg. After the birth of Peleg, Ibar lived another 430 years and had other sons and daughters. When Peleg was 30 years old, he became the father of Reu. After the birth of Reu, Peleg lived another 209 years And had other sons and daughters. When Ryu was 32 years old, he became the father of Sirag. After the birth of Sirag, Ryu lived another 207 years and had other sons and daughters. When Sirag was 30 years old, he became the father of Nahor. After the birth of Nahor, Sirag lived another 200 years and had other sons and daughters. When Nahor was 29 years old, he became the father of Tira. After the birth of Tira, Nahor lived another 119 years and had other sons and daughters. After Tira was 70 years old, he became the father of Abram, Nahor, and Haran. This is the account of Tira's family. Tira was the father of Abram, Nahor, and Haran, and Haran was the father of Lot. But Haran died in Ar of the Chaldeans, the land of his birth, while his father, Tira was still living. Meanwhile, Abram and Nahor both married. The name of Abram's wife was Sarai, and the name of Nahor's wife was Milka. Milka and her sister Iska were daughters of Nahor's brother, Haran. But Sarai was unable to become pregnant and had no children. One day, Tira took his son Abram, his daughter-in-law Sarai, his son Abram's wife, and his grandson Lot, his son Haran's child, and moved away from Ar of the Chaldeans. He was headed for the land of Canaan, but they stopped at Haran and settled there. Terah lived for 205 years and died while still in Haran. Genesis 12 The Lord had said to Abram, Leave your native country, your relatives, and your father's family, and go to the land that I will show you. I will make you into a great nation. I will bless you and make you famous, and you will be a blessing to others. I will bless those who bless you and curse those who treat you with contempt. All the families of earth will be blessed through you. So Abram departed as the Lord had instructed, and Lot went with him. Abram was seventy five years old when he left Haran. He took his wife, Sarai, his nephew Lot, and all his wealth his livestock and all the people he had taken into household at Haran and headed for the land of Canaan. When they arrived in Canaan, Abram traveled through the land as far as Shechem. There he set up camp between the Oak of More. At that time, the area was inhabited by Canaanites. Then the Lord appeared to Abram and said, I will give this land to your descendants. And Abram built an altar there and dedicated it to the Lord who had appeared to him. After that, Abram traveled south and set up camp in the hill country, with Bethel to the west and Ai to the east. There he built another altar and dedicated it to the Lord, and he worshipped the Lord. Then Abram continued traveling south by stages towards the Negev. At that time, a severe famine struck the land of Canaan, forcing Abram to go down to Egypt where he lived as a foreigner. As he was approaching the border of Egypt, Abram said to his wife Sarai, Look, you are a very beautiful woman. When the Egyptians see you, they will say, This is his wife. Let's kill him, then we can have her. So please tell them you are my sister. Then they will spare my life and treat me well, because of their interest in you. And sure enough, when Abram arrived in Egypt, Everyone noticed Sarai's beauty. When the palace officials saw her, they sang her praises to Pharaoh, their king, and Sarai was taken into his palace. Then Pharaoh gave Abram many gifts because of her—sheep, goats, cattle, male and female donkeys, male and female servants, and camels. But the Lord sent terrible plagues upon Pharaoh and his household because of Sarai, Abram's wife. So Pharaoh summoned Abram and accused him sharply. What have you done to me? He demanded. Why didn't you tell me she was your wife? Why did you say she is my sister and allow me to take her as my wife? Now then, here is your wife. Take her and get out of here. Pharaoh ordered some of his men to escort them and he sent Abram out of the country along with his wife and all his possessions.